Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and as always, this is a pro wrestling podcast. It's a big, it's a big episode today because we're at the other end now. WrestleMania is done. We had the Hall of Fame. We had TakeOver. We had 34. We had Raw. And obviously today we're going to talk about SmackDown. Saw a bit of a backlash about SmackDown, but you know, we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, it's a rather pleasure on my end. Uh, we had Zach yesterday and we have another patron today. Uh, you can come and join me on the podcast if you want at patreon.com for us Simon316. But we go back to America today as well, which is incredible because my man Joe is joining me. Joe, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, thanks, man. Like, uh, I love it. I mean, we had, you know, we had Zach in Florida yesterday and uh, today you're in Texas. Yep, 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 yep. That's why I wanted to make sure I had my time zone straight. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Yeah, you did, man. You absolutely smashed it. Now, we had a quick chat before before we started recording, and you actually lived over here for a few years. No, I was going to say, so kind of my wrestling break. Like I said, I watched, I came in with WrestleMania 2 and watched everything on, and then Attitude Era and all that, and I joined the, the U.S. Air Force in 99, and kept up with it and then in the spring of 01 i got orders to england and it was rf molesworth it's down by cambridge and suddenly being a 19 year old with access to british woman and alcohol <laughs> wrestling fell down the priority list of things i cared about so that was kind of the beginning of my i don't know what's happening except when people would occasionally come to me and gripe about some guy who said you can't see me <laughs> but then as always well actually no, you, you had a funny way back into it because you were telling me that your wife was watching total divas you watched seven seasons of it and then you were so, like, you know yeah. what, man, I can't, this can't be my only access to WWE. I just, so my wife watches a ton of reality TV and she was like, I watch Total Divas. And so after seven seasons of that and a season of Total Bellas, which if you've never watched, it's basically all the Bellas move into a house and things start getting real and stop being polite, basically is what it is. And I was like, okay, the WWE to me is the Bella Twins. This can't be how this exists. And I just kind of started pecking around and then I found what culture videos and like i said of some really enthusiastic bald guy who slapped his head when he talked <laughs> yeah i like that guy he's all right and and between that and adam i was like okay and that night thanks to wdo network it was survivor series last year well i'd never i hadn't watched anything in 18 years so i didn't have a whole lot of reference points but as you know we have a very cynical bunch when it comes to wrestling fans <laughs> so everybody was like it's all terrible it sucks you're gonna hate it so like my standards were so low but like I enjoyed it, and I've been watching it since. It's funny. So how has it been? So I mean, Survivor Series in November last year. It's about six months or so you've been back into it. Like, How are you finding it compared to you know when you were back in, what, 10 years or 15 years ago, whenever it was? So it sounds weird to say it, but it's an infinitely better product from a talent standpoint, right? I, I like, agree, yeah. I think about, like, I was trying to think about this the other day, like, and I hate to rope other thing people into it, but, like, the Blue Meanie would not survive in 2018, right? <laughs> no, he definitely wouldn't. Like, oh, there's, oh, oh. there's just people that wouldn't work. But, like, I was listening to Stone Cold's podcast, and I agree with what he said, too. Like, I was watching that clip at WrestleMania for Paige's movie. You know, the one that kept they kept airing with The Rock? Yeah, I hated it. I, mean, I really, really hated it. What did Steve Austin say about I, it? I hated the promo, but it was this whole thing where when Rock talked, you're like, holy crap, that's back when promos were so good. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And I get it now, like, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, I've, I've, Bruce Pritchard always says, like, you know, half of more than half of it's being able to talk. And you got a whole lot of people that I think are three times as athletic as anybody I watched in the Attitude Era. But when they pick the mic up, I start, you know, dozing off. I think the big takeaway for me is that, like, there's much more talent there. They can do things that are just unheard of. But about other than about eight or nine of them, like, you stick a mic in front of their face and it, it, it you can drastically, you can see a difference between not scripted and figure it out and very scripted, and being yelled, what, 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 every five seconds. I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, I think that's going to be the internal problem forever because it's almost like you have to be good at scripted promos to then get to the point where they'll give you uh, the leeway to sort of talk how you want. And I think Samoa Joe is a perfect example of that. I thought the promo he cut on Raw was fantastic. And I think now they've got confidence in him, he can probably go off script a bit. However, to get there, you've got to be good at reading scripts to begin with. And that is not 
it's not an easy thing to do. You know, it's much easier to say someone speak from the heart as opposed to, look, here's a point. And also, remembering lines is hard. So I wouldn't be surprised if right. half the time these people are like, you know, in their heads going, what's my next line? What's my next line? So I totally agree with you, man. It's, um... Well, remember, like, I went back and I was watching, like, Rock in, like, 97, 98. He wasn't great on the mic. No? And he did stall. He did stutter. And I think if we'd been screaming what at him every seven seconds, we probably wouldn't have the Rock we did today. Exactly. But, you know, he was, given, he was given time to sink. I think that's the most important thing. He was given time to make Great. mistakes and learn. And we don't get that today, mostly because it's more, it's more of a presentation. It's more of a television product. It's more of a corporate entity, which I completely understand and I appreciate. And like you say, the in-ring is far better. Um, but the thing for me with it, I, I always hear that the backstage is better too. And that always makes me happy a little bit because the, some of the stories well, I used to hear yeah. about backstage used to be like, I couldn't survive. I couldn't survive that's that moment. I died. <laughs> through court you're like no i don't think this is the life for me no that, honestly like, I, I always used to think that i'd always used to be like how does anybody survive here absolutely mental and that's light right like the old stories used to talk about like when they were get like when they need buckets of things to throw on people like sunny and you'd hear stories of them putting the bucket in the back and be like hey guys i need stuff in this bucket and you're like this is modern times <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh dear wrestling eh? wrestling so look before before we do start talking about SmackDown and all of that kind of stuff, obviously we're coming at the back end of WrestleMania 34. What did you think about the whole weekend? Are you are you pro? Are you are you against? Like a lot of people seem to have very varying opinions of WrestleMania 34. Where have you fallen down on it? So NXT Takeover was fantastic. Absolutely agree. Uh, that that was one of those. It, they need the WWE's almost got a takeover problem. I mean it. From NXT takeovers are so good, it makes you rethink the show you watch the day after. Yeah, no, it's, it's true, man. But I kind of like I, I like it as like a as a nice lead in, but simply because I know that a seven hour show is never going to be able to compete with that just because it's too long. Um, but no, it was I, I, I watched the ladder match again last night when I was having dinner, and it's just there's something special about that. And obviously Gargano Champa is brilliant too. It's just a fantastic card. It was really long, but like. So, real quick, I will say this. I am the biggest mark for the Balor Club. I am so <laughs> fin like I was even, like, on another podcast, somebody were asking, like, why are people so into Finn Balor? And I was like, like, the second I saw him wrestle, I was like, I went to www.com, like, the biggest mark ever, and bought, like, his stuff. And I was like, I got into him, and then I was into Seth Rollins. So, you can imagine my favorite match of the night was the Intercontinental title match. Yeah. But, but that was like Raw last week, where like that match was so good, it made up for a, a Raw that wasn't the greatest, but they were just so great. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, honestly, that Intercontinental title match, I think, set... Again, it's just the fact it was so long. I've said this a few times now, but I thought that really sort of set up the night. Uh, it was set up for a really good night, but the problem was it's just fatigue. And after seven or so, I'd forgotten that match had even taken place. I was so far gone. I was so tired. Agreed. And if you take being a fan out of it, Finn needed that belt. Like, Seth, Seth getting the Intercontinental title match, I think it's cool he can say he's a Grand Slam champ, he deserves it. But, like, the Miz elevated it, and I felt like, because the Finn, is, Finn, as much as I, you know, like, he needs something. And, like, that belt, like, you can always say you were the first Universal champ for so long. But No, I, I, I said in my predictions, I thought that if Finn Balor, I think it's in my What Culture ones as well, I think Finn Balor needed it more than Seth Rollins. And I, I felt like Finn Balor could have pinned the Miz, and that doesn't help Seth Rollins. But I, I just, at this stage, I think they just see Finn. I mean, you probably don't like this, but I think Finn Balor's found his place. <laughs> I think that's just where they well, see no, Finn Balor. I think you're right. I think the old rumors we used to hear about Brock and Finn and all that, and like, as long as the head honcho in charge, we, you know, there's a reason I've spent my life watching very tall, very blonde, very big, or people who weren't very big, who got very big, who then mattered. You know, I I, I completely agree. Yeah. Well, but on know. the rest of the night, I was going to tell you, so, like, I think Rhonda was infinitely better than anybody thought she would be. Absolutely, yeah. She was fantastic. That Universal title match was a thing I sat through. Um, not the, sorry, I meant the uh, United States title with... Yeah, I don't know why Rusev had to take that pin, but well, I mean, as as we brought it up, if you haven't heard as well today, don't even announced that at the Greatest Raw Rumble, it's going to be Rusev versus the Undertaker in a casket match. So if you ever actually wanted to see him buried, literally, you can now see him get buried in a casket. So that I can't wait for that. I'm really happy that the Rusev push continues to be such a success, and that WWE is trying to get him over. So I'm one of those guys like if I fall in love with your TV show at season three. I demand to watch all of it to get caught up. Yeah. So when I got back into it, I jumped on the W Network and watched a ton of stuff. So I've become, of course, big old fan of CM Punk, went and bought a bunch of his stuff on Pro Wrestling T, all that stuff, some yeah. T-shirts and stuff. But 
You're right. I kept watching all this stuff, and there is I get the fans when they're like, it's like Vince doesn't listen. And I'm like, well, that seems like an exaggeration. But when I see the stuff of like with what's going on with Rusev, and I'm like, if anybody just like listened when he walked out, and you're like, just push the guy. Like it, it, it just seems like this one's easy to me. It's like turning Bailey heel to me. It makes so much sense. Yeah. But I'm always kind of surprised when it doesn't happen. I think that I think the problem with Rusev, I was thinking about this this morning, is that I think Vince McMahon thinks that Rusev Day is over, but Rusev is not over. Now, that makes absolutely no sense because they are one and the same. They are not mutually exclusive. Well, like I... you said on the, on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, they said he held that. He said Daniel Bryan wasn't over. The Yes chant was. And they were also saying that when, when fans start chanting, this is awesome, to Vince that means they're not over and they're just trying to get him over. That's how Vince reads it. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely like, bonkers. That's just like like we don't scream at people we don't like. like exactly. You know. The thing is, if, if if your chance over, you're over. That's how I see it. Anyway, like it, yep. it's it's one and the same. But hey, it is what it is. Um, what did you think about the the main event uh, of WrestleMania? Obviously, that divided people. Well, not really divided. Everyone kind of hated it. I mean, well, what do you think about the Roman Reigns situation in general? Now, obviously, sort of happened on Raw. I mean, so, well, when I first got back into this, and I told friends of mine, I got back into it in about six different ways. I got the following text. What the blank do you think about Roman Reigns? <laughs> yeah, it's true, and right? So, that is the question. You know, that is the question. I got there and I was like, well, I agree with them in the fact that, you know, they always say, you know, good or bad and difference is the enemy. Well, no one's indifferent to Roman. But, like, if you've got these people that people just scream for, like, if that would have been Seth and Finn or anyone, someone still has to explain to me why we pay so much money to a guy who doesn't carry a storyline, lets me forget a belt exists, and doesn't talk, but that's a side point. But back to, I just, Roman, it's just like, they always say your wrestling character is you to the 11th power, right? Well, that, yeah, it, ones that are very successful, yes. The look on Roman's face just screams like, like, like it, it's it's not endearing, I'll put it that way. And, and I get he sells t-shirts, they always say he's the biggest merch seller now since John Cena's not full-time, but I get it, if you want a chant, yes, you're right, no one will be quiet while he's out there. But I can't see how WWE wants to keep pushing a guy that they literally chant, this match sucks. <laughs> I, WrestleMania. I've said it a few times. I do think the crowd were a little bit... They didn't, they didn't give, it, give it a chance. I think that was my problem with it. Like I think we could have bought in a little bit more. But yeah, I totally agree with you. It's um, it's become this very weird paradox. And also, I thought it was weird. I should have mentioned this yesterday, but I didn't. I thought on Raw, not only did he come out to sort of cut this sad promo, but he was wearing a gold Rolex. It's like, that is that not... was weird. I noticed that. It was like, that's not an endearing thing to... You don't want to see a baby face wearing an expensive watch. So I don't know. Maybe there's something here we don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a plan. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a difficult end to WrestleMania, I think. But hey, I enjoyed Raw. I enjoyed WrestleMania. No, and that's the thing, like, I think if you watch the first... If you, you act like the pre-show never happened, and you watch the first two and a half hours of this WrestleMania, you go, holy crap, that was a fantastic show. Yeah. It's Every, just after that that it kind of. Well, it fell apart, didn't it? I mean, I think I think it's the. It, it didn't fall apart. There were just some interesting decisions. But hey, look, I always enjoy WrestleMania weekend. I I, I had a good few days. Obviously, we're gonna get to oh, SmackDown. Sorry. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, you had a good time, mostly. Yeah, I'm like you. I don't. I don't, I, I don't. The true cynics of wrestling fans. I'm always kind of confused. I'm like, if you don't like it that much, then I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't watch you know, it. Go watch something else. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, uh, we, we will move on to SmackDown now because I want to get into this as well. Because we had more, obviously, WrestleMania fallout. And again, I'm very surprised that kind of obviously I wake up and I go on social media. There's always a, you get a vibe of the show. And some people seem to be very disappointed in SmackDown. And I don't know why. I certainly think there's some talking points. But, you know, Shane McMahon came out here. I mean, straight away, got the announcement we all want. Daniel Bryan is no longer general manager. He can be a full-time wrestler. So, you know, all of a sudden, brilliant. You know, because there was a rumor that maybe he was going to do both. No. And also, Paige is the new general manager of Raw. Like, no matter what you think about Paige, given the speech she gave 24 hours prior to this, I, I thought it was a really nice start. The reaction should all be, thank the Lord it wasn't Hulk Hogan. Or like, Jeff that's Jarrett. really what we should all be saying. Yes, oh, Jeff... And for the record, I, as, there's a lot of pictures of me as an unfortunate child that was a big Jeff Jarrett fan, and I can say I'm an adult <laughs> who's reformed and now understand how horrible that was. Hey, man, I, also... I've been lucky to interview Jeff Jarrett, and he's a lovely man. With that said, that doesn't mean I want him to be my general manager of SmackDown. <laughs> That's all. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, when they put him in the Hall of Fame, I had this thing kind of come over me. It's funny, and I understand why, but like, you know, and the, the as we elevate women in the WWE, that we very much make sure that the ones we don't want brought up don't get brought up. 
Like the fact we did not see Deborah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, um, yeah, I, I see what you mean. You, you, you don't want, you don't we want that. Don't old... love Stacey Keebler, but we don't talk about Stacey Keebler because all her matches are those things that we don't look back on. Following. Exactly, you don't want the stigma to come back. That's a, that's a stigma that you know one of these stigmas that is long dead and buried and should probably st- well it should 100 percent stay there because yeah they're the kind of moments that my non wrestling fans see and they ask me about. I'm like I can't please. Please don't talk no, to me. No, I, I agree. I love when someone will walk up to me and be like, I'll be like, have you ever watched the paper? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what? They're like, Great American Bash 2000. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I Let's apologize. Not... I'm sorry someone did that to you. Let's not you know. talk about it. Yeah, it's awful. But I mean, I mean, Paige is GM. Up, down, left, Paige right. Is great. Oh, there we go. Straight in. Did you think it was going to happen, though? After all, do you think she was going to go away? So, I mean, my whole thing was... We have so many people in this company who literally can't talk no matter what they do. And Paige, it always came so naturally. Yeah. Like, and my whole thing was, okay, if they can find jobs to keep the Dudleys and Road Dog and everyone in the world, they can find someone who they basically imported from England who from, you know, like, I'd been hearing forever that she was so beat up you really didn't want to see her wrestle again. But she's too good a voice to not put out there. So I think... And, you know, if, hey, if think of all the old GMs, I think she'll be great. I agree. And thankfully as well, we didn't go back. We didn't revert to this sort of like bad guy GM as well. I, I like the fact we have two good guy GMs yes. on Raw and SmackDown because we had bad guy GMs for so long. And I totally agree with you. She can talk. People like her. Um, it's a bit different. You know, I, I, the last what the last woman GM we had would have been Vicky Guerrero. And obviously we all know <laughs> we all know about that. So it's nice to have someone in that position that can be taken seriously. I think for lack of a better term. And of course, the first announcement she made was that the main event of Wrestle- uh, WrestleMania, the main event of SmackDown was going to be AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. So straight away. That match was way better than it needed to be. It I was, mean, that was a good match. It was ridiculous. And the fact that happened on the SmackDown after WrestleMania and could potentially, we'll get to this in a minute, but also potentially sets up many options that I never saw coming. Straight away, I was like, I don't understand what people's problem was. I thought it was a great start to SmackDown. It got me excited. If you don't like AJ Styles and and Daniel Bryan in the ring, I'm confused at why you turned this channel at this time frame. That's the thing. I I mean, what what else could you have possibly wanted to main event this show? And it also reminds us the great thing about Daniel Bryan. He's literally the one guy in the WWE that does not wrestle like a guy in the WWE. Exactly. He wrestles like Daniel Bryan. And I think that's another reason why yes. so many people like him. Like, it's not just that he's genuine as a person. Even the way he wrestles feels genuine, as stupid as that sounds. But I do think it's that's why so many people want to. Got fired. The greatest thing that happened to Daniel Bryan was getting fired and going to Japan and going to England and all this stuff and turning into the American Dragon first and not becoming that WWE product. Yeah. No, I, honestly, man, he's... Uh, I'm not going to say that I was one of these guys that was well aware of him on the indie scene. I, I saw his name pop up here and there. But now I think as a body, you know, the body of work that he's got and it's just everything about him, he's one of the best ever. There's no two ways about it for me. I think he's, and so is AJ Styles, to be honest. So again, straight away, I'm like those two guys are the main event and people are moaning. People crazy. People are absolutely crazy. Um, and, I, and I admit we went from this into the Usos versus the New Day. And we've seen that loads, but you know, it's fine. Uh, the Usos won. We're going to get um, them versus the Bludgeon Brothers at the Greatest Royal Rumble of all time, whatever the hell it's called. I thought it was a fun match. I, it, was, it was fine by me. I didn't have a problem with it. This, I, I agree. I just, the one thing I find interesting, completely I understand, like, when I came into this, it was the whole, like, so, Jinder Mahal. That was right as I was coming in, right? Right. <laughs> well, great time I to come back. I understand that, you know, it's like, the, it's like the NBA or something. It's a worldwide brand, and I know that's what Vince wants to, and so there's the whole thing, but clearly the Saudi thing was probably something that got worked on and done, but because it's such a big deal, if they're going to have to do it, it's got to be canon somehow. But you have this giant event that I'm sure the writers probably were like, oh, great. They had to adjust for it. But, like, it's such a huge swooping thing that it, it you know, it's probably why, you know, long-form storytelling is hard enough. Exactly, without throwing another massive event in there. Also, a massive event, like, three weeks after Mania. Like, it's literally mm-hmm. two, two weeks on Friday. Which is... And I'm really wondering if they're going to say if the winner of this gets anything. They haven't I, said that yet. I think it has to. I think if, if you want to have some creative... Given all the other matches you've got on the card... Because I, I, I totally believe that Roman Reigns is going to win the belt there. I'm almost convinced. I mean, that sounds silly now. After we all convinced he was going to win it at WrestleMania. Well, if that contract's as short-term as they keep saying with Meltzer and those guys, it would make sense that they want that. But then that wouldn't have made sense because I would just leave and not stay for another month. So who knows what that contract actually is? I Totally. I mean, 100%. But I do think you'll win it there. And I think that if you've got a... You know, if you want to put the title match before the Rumble or after the Rumble, I think if you come out with someone getting a guaranteed title shot, I think that show actually comes across quite well. I think people will be interested in it. So I imagine that's what we'll get. And why the hell not? It's like a one-off thing, or certainly seems to be. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I imagine the winner gets a title shot. 
Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. It'll be interesting to see what they do, though. And I know if we want to watch it in the States, we have to, like, take the day off because it's, like, 9 in the morning. I was, so. really, I was, I was literally going to ask because it's 5 o'clock over here, 5 p.m., and that makes me so happy. I can watch a pay-per-view at a normal time. Well, so, that yeah, that was the same thing. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> my English friends who did watch while I was over there talked about, you know, having to watch things at abnormal hours. So <laughs> Yeah, do. I mean, uh, that is the problem, uh with WrestleMania is that uh, if you want to watch it, you're up till sort of 5 a.m. in the morning. Which what is... time did you go to sleep after that? Well, I, I, I took a break. So I watched up until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Then I went and got a few hours sleep. Then I got up and watched the rest. So Smart uh, man. Yeah, I can't. I'm too old to... Uh, <laughs> too old to... I'm in the same boat, trust me. I have a, I, at some point, I'm like... Like, I actually did not... After, like... I got to, like, halfway through the Roman match. And I was like, I guess I should sit here through this to the end. But, like, going into that match, like... The fans and everybody, it's just seven and a half hours is a lot to ask of anybody for anything. Exactly. I don't think there's anything you can keep for seven hours that is inter- interesting. I just don't think it exists. I just don't think mm-hmm. it exists. Uh, what, did you, what do you think about the, the tag team scene at the moment? Obviously, Uso's going back in with the Bludgeon Brothers. Are you enjoying everything you've seen so far? Man, we just, the Usos in the New Day, if they, every time they do it, God kills a kitten. It's a great match, but they've just done it a million times. Well, that's why I think, like, the, New, I think the New Day is going to go to Raw. I really do. They've I, got I, to. Yeah, I think, I, think they get, I think you've got to break them up, and I think that uh, all of that needs to shake up anyway. Um, so yeah, so well, I, 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 I was wondering about the Battle Royale that means nothing. Well, of course, now we've got Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And if you move the Usos to Raw, you've got to think, because I'm with you, like, when you tar- trot out your entire group basically to be jobbers for a match where you gave your tag team titles to a 10-year-old, like, <laughs> changes need to be made, right? Talk to me about that. Well, how do you feel about it? I, I, look, I, as I said yesterday, it's ridiculous, but it makes me laugh every time, so it's quite hard for so me to be down on this. My Facebook post was, he's going to have the greatest Monday in the history of elementary school. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and he did. And then he went back to and school. I loved when he was doing it, and I thought to myself, like, the kid looked petrified. And you can, of course, it's pre-planned, and I know waivers were shown, and I know this wasn't a shoot of anything, but the thing I thought was funny was it's real hard to shoot a monster because when they lose, your storyline's over. So I thought the brilliant thing they've done with Braun is, like, to have him go out there and go, sorry, we can't do this. We've got commitments. He's got to be – he's got the – it's in the fourth grade. And it was the way he delivered. I'm like, okay, this is why he's got legs because it's not just about him being a gigantic monster. Yeah, I, I, I know. I think Brock, there's much more to Braun than uh, than we all thought. I think that's why he had such a good year last year. Um, I don't know where he goes from here. He seems lost in limbo to me at the moment completely, but we can find that out soon. And but Roman and put Braun there. Yeah, exactly. well, maybe that's the plan. I don't know. But yeah, still, that, that was all hilarious. Uh, after that, we got a bizarre out of nowhere. Naomi just Naomi just beat Natalia in a match. And after some stupid... Well, one thing I wanted to say, I know you get flagged for that I could not agree more is... I love when you're doing your, especially for SmackDown, and your immediate thing, you be like, it gets a down. And it's because <laughs> they don't do storylines. It's like if me and you bumped into each other on the street, and they're like, Simon Miller, Joe Tremonti match right now, just because you're mad. Well, yeah, exactly. That's literally what they did here. They had that weird sort of pre-match promo when Natalia was upset that Naomi had won, so they had a match. And then Naomi won. And I was like, okay. Uh, I, I just, I, to me, I don't get why we have these battle royals that never really seem to What's- mean anything. I know I'm off by a couple, but there's at least 25 active women on the roster, give or take. I'd imagine so, yeah. So, two segments on SmackDown, two on Raw. Like, they keep talking about doing, like, a separate thing on the network. But if you're going to champion these women and do what you said you were going to do, they need TV time. And you can't – and if you're – you know, if you push, you know, let's Ruby, Charlotte, the same group – you got 15 girls down there that either need you. Like, it's hard to imagine more than eight hours a week of programming. Oh, but – They've got to do something. My problem is always, it's not so bad these days, but it's only in the last few months and they've kind of changed it up. But anytime they have the woman segment, I can't stand it. Because it, well, it, it just comes across as so, it's just obvious, it's so transparent that, you know, oh, it's time for That's the women to go there. It's not inventive, but like my whole thing was thinking about, my big thing from the Attitude Era to now is I was used to watching a wrestling world with stables. Where now a, stessling, a stable is three people who fight the next pay-per-view. Yeah. And I was like, with some of these women, like, you know, like, like I think about the third member of the Riot Squad, the uh, the blonde girl whose name I always forget. Man. Or, oh, yeah, I can't remember her name. <laughs> you know what I mean? The ones that always are that character, you know what I mean? Like, take a couple of male characters and make a stable so we can actually have something more to pull for. Because, like, like I'm a big right. I think Ruby Riot's got the chance to be fantastic. I'm a huge fan of, I love what she did at Backlash, not Backlash, uh, 
fast lane when nobody cared. Yeah. But things where it's like, but if you give her TV time, then who are the other 12 girls who don't get it? Like they've got a problem. Like it's an actual thing. Like you got your evolution. You've got the hashtags. Stephanie McMahon said yes a whole bunch of times. Now you got to, you can't do a battle royale every, you know, like no intros like that. That was my biggest disappointment for WrestleMania by far was those, the battle royale for the women. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't given that much time. It's kind of just thrown together. doesn't seem like it's going to have much of a payoff. Yeah, you three get intros. Naomi wins because we won't go, like, we refuse to tell the Bailey-Sasha storyline everybody wants to see. Like, just, I've, to me, it's the Bailey heel turn is so easy. And it's just like, she snaps. She goes into a, a, one of Sasha's matches, beats everybody, and grabs a mic and goes, I'm sick of this. I'm done with hugging. I'm done with all this. I'm coming for your title. Like, I feel like that's so easy. That's why they but don't do it. I, they never do easy. I get the merchandising thing, you know, and I know there's 50 men little girls who'd have heard what I just said, and they were like, nope, I love her, and I get that. But it's just like you just – Bailey's just kind of on the sideline, like, wasting away. <laughs> that, that, that Sasha Bailey thing made no sense anyway because they had a legit fight before WrestleMania. And then yeah, we get they and, the crap out of each other. And yeah. they're like, you know what? I'll take your hand. And then we get to the Raw After Main, and the commentators are like, oh, what's going to happen? What do you mean, what's going to happen? We saw what's happened. They hate each other now, but we seem, to, we seem to have just forgotten about that entirely. And then when, you know, when Bailey accidentally clocked Sasha Banks, she should have just clocked her for real. You've had a fight. Don't get it. Don't get it at all. But it's the same. It's a kind of the same here as well. It's just, I mean, that's yeah, got... That's got, that's got agree. And I like Naomi. I think Naomi might be one of the most talented women they've got. But oh, I'm sorry. there's no reason to care about her. No, same with Natalia. Natalia can have some great matches. Like the Charlotte Natalia matches over the last few weeks have been great. However, they're just here for the sake of it, and I never enjoy that. Men, women, tag teams, doesn't matter. I, 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 like, I like there to be reason. It's been a show like SmackDown, which can feel quite quick because it's only two hours. I think you've got to make the use of time. Moving along, but like, Ashka's whole shtick was the streak. Like, if you take the streak away from Asuka... I don't know, like, Charlotte beat Asuka, and then I know you're going to come up with what happened tonight on SmackDown from that, but, like, I don't know what they do with Asuka now, because, like, the reason for you to care about her is gone. That'll be interesting to watch develop. Well, this is what I don't understand. So, um, I mean, just before we get there, I, I, I do want to point out Nakamura. I love Nakamura's Hill program. A Hill program, Hill promo. I thought it was, it was just great. If you haven't seen it, I employed it. It's probably on YouTube. Don't use YouTube. Go and check it out. Already you can tell... You know, whether you like the turn or didn't like the turn, I personally did like it. It's 100% the right thing to do because he's so good at it. He's so good at it. I thought this was great. Like, I love the no speak English. I was like, that's fantastic. Bravo. Yeah. The delivery was awesome. Like, growing up as a kid, my dad watched the heels. Like, I grew up watching Smoky Mountain and AWA and all that. So, like, we watched the Rock and Roll Express, and I loved Ric Flair and all those guys. So, I'm actually kind of, I'm a bigger heel guy than a face guy in most cases. Like, I've always, I, I think every day of Flair is a heel we're all losing <laughs> it, but you know like you said but the second he turned heel i was like he's perfect for it yeah it fits his shtick it fits you know strong style and everything but when he fit with the no speak english i was like bravo sir bravo hey, the, the, but the delivery was great and i thought Renee young played her part really well too so straight away and we'll get to more shinsuke stuff as we go but yeah i, I just think it's 100 the right thing to do i think it makes the feud more interesting and i just think aj styles is the quintessential baby face so i don't think you want to muck around with that at all so I like that a lot. And again, at this point, I was like, okay. So from being face versus face. Well, exactly. Which was fine for WrestleMania, but they needed to have some extra punch. Uh, and I thought this gave it the extra punch. And, you know, hope, I don't know what, the only thing I don't get, I said this on ups and downs as well, I don't get what we do with Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance theme. Because I don't see how you keep that theme if it's a heel, but you can't change that theme. Everybody loves that theme. So I don't know what they're going to do. That thing's perfect because, like, it doesn't like Bobby Roode. Please turn heel. Please turn heel. Please turn oh, I, heel. I totally agree. Yeah. But with him, his theory, like, that's perfect for a heel. I'm glorious. I'm amazing. I'm going to win. Like, that fits perfectly. But you're right. Like, that theme for Nakamura is hard to do. Well, you could still play off the super egotistical. I'm better than all of you thing. But you're right. It's still a stretch. It'd be interesting to see. I don't think it's a problem. I just uh, everyone loves that. Everyone everyone loves that entrance so much that trying to turn them off to it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's not a big deal. But yes, after this, we got to all the Charlotte stuff. Now, you mentioned Oscar earlier. This is my problem with it. The good bit of this segment was that Peyton, um, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay came up. They're the iconic duo. They beat the shit out of Charlotte. It was awesome. It was a really, really good segment, a really good debut. Much better than the stuff we saw from the Riot Squad or Absolution, I thought. They felt like they have a purpose. And they went after the champ. If you go after the champ, you're instantly telling me, right, I should care about these people because they, uh, you know, they're going in strong. However, after this... 
Carmella did cash in. She did win. Now, everybody likes to cash in. It just makes for a good moment, especially when it is the show after WrestleMania. But all I could think to myself while I was watching this is, then why on earth did we book Oscar to lose in the first so, place? I had my three takeaways were, first, 14-year-old Attitude Era me would hate me for saying this. The Iconics costumes were something else. Like, <laughs> they are. Those were special. I get it, and I understand. I'm Teenage me would love it, but I was like, even my wife, who pays no attention to this, would look up, and she's like, huh. Second was Carmella over the last six months has gotten about 15 times better in the ring. Yeah, oh, no, she's improving, definitely. But my whole thing with this that I'm with you on is, like, my whole thing was, so then why beat the streak and lose the next night? Because I thought, my thing was, Asuka beats Charlotte. Oscar stays undefeated, main events WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. That's what I so thought, it yeah. Like, so it looks like the plan now is they put the belt on Carmella. Clearly, Charlotte's going to get drafted to Raw, and then she and Ronda will go into WrestleMania main event next year. Yes, but I'm right. with you. I guess you worry then about having too many dominant females at the top? Because like, the thing about an undefeated streak that does stink, right, is you know what's going to happen. Like... Like, unlike the Rawls and Nitros, like with the old Goldberg days, right? You knew, okay, we know it's going to continue. And I think that they wanted to be able to write her, like, if you put her in a storyline now, we don't know what's going to happen. And that's kind of nice. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I just think if this was always the plan, I don't see why Oscar couldn't have just been involved in the Raw title program. You could put her in a triple threat match, then she doesn't, whatever. I, I, it's, it seems really weird to me to give up Oscar's streak and then have Charlotte lose to get up the title within the space of 48 hours. I just don't. I don't know who that benefits. And yeah, you're completely right. You know, getting rid of the undefeated streak does. And the WrestleMania tribute thing to Charlotte was too much. I know she enunci- she's still learning English and she still enunciates the certain words, but like, Charlotte was, I get it, but it was just a little too heavy handed. Like if you'd held her hand up, I think it was enough, but. Why well, WrestleMania? Well, it's that thing too. Where I understand they need all these to be clips, right? Like I'm a huge Alexa Bliss mark. And after Elimination Chamber, I was like, don't you dare turn. And I was like, okay, but when they play this clip 20 years from now, she needs to be able to sound happy and not be a heel. So she had to give us 30 seconds of that. But like, uh, but yeah, just after that, I was like, we get it. Y'all are going to hug. But that's why I knew the Nakamura thing had to be a heel turn. I'm like, you're not doing this twice in one night. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's, that's the other thing I probably have with WrestleMania is that neither the Royal Rumble winners won, but it's neither here nor there. That was weird to have two Russell, to have two Rumble winners, one for the first time ever, and have neither win, especially when you're trying to become an international company. More off, more than you are now. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised that nobody won. No, it was strange. It was strange. But hey, what did you think about Kamala's cash? Are you happy about it? You're not happy about it? I just, I don't mind that she cashed in. I just think all the stuff leading up to it, yeah, I'm just not 100% sure. My wife just kept saying one thing. She's like, that voice. <laughs> oh, but it was a bit much, to be fair. Yes, she, that was a bit much. Great right in the ring. And I kind of mentioned the fact, I like heels anyway. She's a different kind of heel and where it's like, it's not so much that I'm not to be others. It's just, you know, I love me some me kind of a thing with Carmella. I think she's great. I can't imagine she holds on to this thing for very long. I just, I can't imagine the long-term answer on SmackDown is to put the belt on Carmella. I could be wrong. I was, you know, it's like there was a time when me and you be sitting there going, I can't, I want to see what they're going to do with Lana. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I, there's so, like, they built all these stables like Riot Squad and Absolution and stuff. Now Absolution, of course, we got to see what happens with them. But, like, you built all these stables and never win anything. So you think you'd put the belt on somebody to make one of those at least matter to people. But I don't know. I just can't imagine she's the long-term answer for SmackDown. You? I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if Charlotte is moving to Raw, maybe Oscar officially moves to SmackDown and she beats Carmella for the title, which, again, is such a long way around to do it. I don't know why that would be your choice. But, no, I, I, I don't know. I think, I'll go wait for the superstar shake-up. I mean, my hope for, the, for all of that is that we, we really go to town on the tag team and the women because I think that's what needs the biggest shake-up. Finn Balor needs to go to SmackDown so quickly as humanly possible. Well, he, I think he could now, right? He's in a perfect position to. Um, you know, it's not like he's got anything on Raw to keep him there. And I guess, uh, but then, then again, I think that I think they surely they have to move the Miz to SmackDown, or maybe they're moving Daniel Bryan to Raw. They have to do that well, program, I you'd imagine. Got to move Daniel Bryan to Raw if you want. Like, clear, I mean, they've always wanted Raw to be their headline show, whether they say it or not. And the the rivalry made to happen is Miz and, and Bryan. But also, I'm worried if you leave Bryan on SmackDown and move Finn there, well, now I've put a babyface on the show with the biggest babyface that's ever walked the planet Earth. And so that, you know, it's interesting, like you said, because I feel like they've got, honestly, I think this is the greatest time in the world if you're Ring of Honor or Impact or any of those, because if I'm WWE, great, you scooped up all the talent in the world. 
you cannot get it all on TV. And so everyone's going to suffer because even across two, across two shows, like the tag team division and all those kind of things. And it's with this embarrassment of riches. You're like, okay, now where do I put them all? It's true, man, but it's, it's a good problem to have. I think having too oh, much, having too much time. But you're right. I, I, the, the, the draft is going to be really interesting this year because there are some potential matchups that they could all of a sudden sort of hit upon that will, could have some real serious longevity. I just don't know who they're going to move and who they want to move. I think that's going to be the really interesting thing. What I do hope happens is, because after this we've got all the US title stuff, I hope some of these guys move around because I cannot see any more combination of Bobby Roode, Rusev, Rani, or Njinder Mahal. I really don't like the US title stuff. I don't like to be down on wrestling, but it's just not fun. I agree. I agree. It's like the whole thing with the the Usos in the New Day or Finn. And it's like it's the same people every week and either tags like, you know, I, I'm as you can say, Attitude Era Kid, like I love Jeff Hardy. But other than that second Swanton bomb, which I can tell really, really hurt his back. Yeah, it really like, did. Yeah, like he did not get up like that was fun. But like his whole thing kind of got washed out, you know, coming in when he did. But oh, but back to the Iconics or whatever it was. You're right. I think that's a good way to bring them in. But I think the worst thing to do is if next week they come out and get their heads stomped in, which is the problem with, you know, I, I, you know you've got to build them up some. And this was a good step in the right direction. But you, you got to hopefully keep doing that because, of course, they'll eventually go the Owen Zane route with them, too. But it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, keeping, keeping new faces strong is not something that WWE is particularly is good at. So I hope they do continue continue that on. I also cannot believe that we're now going into a Jinder Mahal versus Randy on a US title program after we had the WWE title. That? When he won that title, I just went, huh. I, I was like, what? Didn't see that coming. Well, I don't even mind that Jinder won. I mean, it's easy heat. I just can't believe. I mean, like I say, when you, when you rejoined the wrestling fraternity, you would have seen Jinder Mahal versus Randy Mahal for the uh, yeah, so, Randy. So, yeah, you know, I, you know. It's I, so I, fun. No one liked it. I was seeing the clips of AJ because he'd just gotten the belt from him. And I, so I, 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 of course, thanks to what culture and whatnot, I'd gotten the story of how we got there, and I watched way too much WWE Network to get caught up. Like, I get what they were trying to do, but part of me also thinks towards the end of his run it was working because it seems like if you want a heel to get heat, it seems like he was a walking nuclear reactor. But, again, I wasn't watching it all. So I agree with that. I just I don't think the Randy Orton program lit up the world. So I just can't believe they've gone back to it when they had three other people that they could have done something with. But instead, well, they the went problem to is Randy Red. Orton's got a, a horrible case of resting face. Um, I left a word out there, but like if there's a face that says zero F's are given more often than on uh, his, I'm because there's just so many nights where I'm like, huh, you don't look like you terribly care about this till you get to do the RKO, <laughs> and I just I, it it sticks out because the rest of them seem like. So, but one thing I will tell you real quick, you're talking about things I noticed in storylines. I know we aren't allowed to say nice things about Vince Russo in 2018. He did a lot of things right, but one thing he did do that I kind of miss was, if you were a part of the roster, Vince Russo wrote something for you. Yeah, it no, might not have been great, and it made belts change way too often. But I remember when Charlotte was with fighting Ruby, and Ruby told us the week beforehand, like, oh, you told us the story of why you did all this three months after you showed up. Neat. Like, it, 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 I just feel like they don't, like you said, it's like when we have a women's match and I'm like, great match, but they didn't tell me why I should care about it. And I felt like for better or worse, Vince did give you a story whether you wanted to show it to your parents or not. Yeah, no, dude, I think it's, look, there's plenty we can, uh, of criticism we can throw at through so, but he also had, clearly he had some positives as well. Otherwise he wouldn't have made it to where he did. Sorry um, for that tip, tirade, by the way. <laughs> that's fine. Nah, dude, you, you tirade away, man. That's what it's all, that's basically the whole show, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so we are going into a Jindy Mahal versus Randy Orton US title program. I guess we'll see what happens. No idea what we do with Bobby Roode. I think he probably gets moved. And as for Rusev, pff, you tell me, because I, I haven't got a clue. Um, and that was it. About him asking for his release? Does that make, like, everything I'd read was that he was, like, such a company guy. But, like, if you, in my opinion, so if you're at home, right, and your wife suddenly went from being so pushed to that other lady and you sell more merchandising about everybody and you're just the guy that gets your job constantly. Maybe I would go from being a company guy to, you know, I can be big somewhere else. Maybe, maybe. I mean, so much comes out of those, uh, those news meals these days. I, I take them all with a pinch of salt, but yeah, who knows, man, who, who knows? Uh, and then literally we're at our main event, which always surprises me. Smackdown comes and goes so quickly. It kind of remember that a two hour show really, it really is the way to go. And unsurprisingly, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan had a really, really good wrestling match. I mean, who would have thought that, eh? And it's funny watching that. Like, Daniel Bryan just does things in the ring where you're like, no one else in the company does this stuff. Yeah. It's it's just, it's, honestly, as much as they 
I get the yes chant and why it's so big, but sometimes I almost want to tell people, like, forget yes for five minutes and just watch the man wrestle. Like, he's just so good. He is. Like, he's a natural. And that's and why. Yeah, those two, like, and I think that's why people fell in love with the story so much. You could just look in his eyes and say, I don't want to show you any more belts. I just want to wrestle again. I mean, I think that's what it, I think that helps as well. I think just knowing how much he loves it allows you to warm up, up to him as well. And this was all great. I mean, um, it was just AJ Styles doing what he does, Daniel Bryan doing what he does. The match got interrupted by Shinsuke Nakamura, as kind of expected, so there was no winner. You know, he smashed everybody up, punched Styles in the balls again. And that was it. That's how it went off air. But the, the thing this left me thinking more than anything is, what are we setting up here? Like, did we do this because we are moving Daniel Bryan to Raw and we wanted to give the fans a little bit of a tease? Or are we actually going to go into a three-way program for these three for the title? I'm not 100% sure which way we're going. A slight part of me thinks maybe Daniel Bryan is going to Raw. But either way, I'm intrigued. To, I'm genuinely intrigued. And any combination of those three having matches is all right by me. Well, actually, got me thinking about it. It's not the, like, I guess you could say that top tier of guys going after the Universal and the World titles. I think that's so incredibly stale. It's all the mid-cards and the women and the tag teams that I look at and go, these are the ones that need immediate fixing. So I wonder if there'll be less changes in that top-tier title realm because, like, him and Nakamura can go till SummerSlam. And then, like, I, I don't know, the will we or won't we with Roman, Wayne, Re- Roman Reigns could go on until me and you are in the bottom of the ground. <laughs> I don't know. Will, yeah. like, got to fix the other stuff first, so I almost wonder if that could go a little more unscathed than the rest of the divisions. I hope so. I mean, I really hope the focus on the tag teams and the, and the, and the women's division. I think that's what needs the biggest shake-up. Um, but I'm just intrigued by this. If we are actually going to segue into Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Nakamura this quick, look, I've got nothing wrong with it. Don't get me. It's, it's awesome. But um, it just doesn't seem like a WWE move to me. But we will see. I mean, we'll find out next like, week. And, and, it, and I, 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 I always think it's funny that we all talk about Vince McMahon like he's done all – like clearly he's the reason we've got all this and no one else survived, but – there are these moments where, like, when you start to pull for a guy and you're like, how tall is he? And they're like, he's six foot. You're like, son of a... Like, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, there's just certain things, like you said, like, even, uh, yeah. But no, I couldn't agree more. It depends. We'll see where it goes from here. Exactly. And I thought it was a good show. I really did. When, I did when it came to an end, I was like, I enjoyed that. It was really fun. And I think it's rounded up WrestleMania week quite nicely. And I think the ending to SmackDown was much better the ending to Raw. I get the ending to Raw was just there to send people home with a happy smile on their face. But I much preferred this. It's got me intrigued. I want to see what happened. I'm excited about the Superstar Shake-Up. I thought it was a decent show. I don't understand the hate. I really don't understand the hate for this they one at should. all. The only thing I would say is I get it's supposed to be the, the big show of the world. But like, to, when you do all these call-ups, luckily SmackDown only had the one. But like on Raw, like... Bobby Lashley and all those NXT people, they're going to get a huge pop from people because they're NXT people that are there. You should have spread this out a little bit more because, like, I will be willing to bet my retirement payments that Noah Jose does not get that kind of put that kind of reaction when he goes out, you know, in Omaha on a random Thursday like he did yeah, last night. And no, I just worry if you set those guys up to, you know, are they over or are they over because the people that already liked them were in the crowd when they came out? Yeah, and I'm surprised we didn't see Almas on SmackDown. I really thought we were going to... Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I thought, was, I thought that's why he lost the title, but... It would make know. sense that you had him, and I wondered, I guess they do something with Vega too, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it ties into the shake-up somehow. Maybe they want some surprises for that from NXT that he's being held off. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We, we will find out next week. But overall, I think... A very good WrestleMania weekend. I'm definitely coming out on the more positive side of things. I would agree. I would agree completely. I mean, if our biggest gripes are that the, and I mean, it's hard to make two big guys entertaining in 2018 anyway because the the, the world of wrestling's changed. But to say I didn't like the main match and had an issue with the U.S. title, WrestleMania stinks, is a pretty, it's a pretty weird way to think after everything else we just talked about. Exactly. I think overall, uh, you know, I mean, again, was the Hall of Fame too long? Absolutely. But still, everything from Friday through to Tuesday, I enjoyed it. I Did you watch the Hall of Fame? All of it? Uh, I watched it. I didn't watch it live. I watched it the next day, and I fast-forwarded a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it. was one of the most befuddling things I've ever listened to. Yeah. Humble it, it, ego. It, it, humble ego. Humble ego. <laughs> I, like, I just like Goldberg, though. I just, I don't know what it's I, I love, I, I agree. Yeah, something but, about him I just like. But it's fine. I like the Hall of Fame, but yeah, just three, three hours maximum. And even they then. they got to give speech limits. Just... This thing's going to be an hour and a half. You've got a few minutes to talk. We don't need to see you put everybody through tables and sing a song. Exactly. Come out. Thank Ten, you. Thank you, loved ones. Move on. Ten minutes max for the speeches, yep. I think, would be uh, 
would be well, good. Well, a lot of people here real soon. If they keep doing five a year and a celebrity, pretty soon we're going to be looking at some very interesting entrants coming in. I mean, tell me about it, right? But they'll put anyone in there. They don't care. They'll put anyone in there. But, you know, I thought good WrestleMania week. I've enjoyed it. Sad that we're now coming out the end of it. But I actually think this Greatest Royal Rumble may help us a little bit in terms of keeping us uh, excited. Uh, before we wrap up this uh, episode today, we're also going to answer some of your questions. So, my man, Joe, you can jump in as well and let everybody know what you think. Uh, we've got quite a few, so I'll just slam them out. Francis Reyes, was the Cena versus Taker match a waste of a main event? There you go, Joe. You can answer that one. It's that whole thing where you're like, I'm not a writer. I don't like to jump on writers, but like, I think there's this sometimes a WWE where like, we're going to outsmart the dirt sheets. They say we're going to do Undertaker Cena. Well, watch us. And so they do this thing where they don't build it, and they don't build it. But every time they pan to Cena drinking his beer, you're like, can we just say the Undertaker's here? But I will say... It wasn't his last match, clearly, to do a three-minute squash match. But I will say this, for all you Lowell Cena wins people, there's no way Hogan would have done that. There's no way Brett would have done that. Yeah. I guarantee you Sean would have done that. But no, I'm with the I'm with the person who wrote in. I don't know what that match accomplishes other than to say, go shoot movies, we'll see you at SummerSlam. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've, uh, I've been very vocal about my love for all of that. Uh, I actually think that's exactly what it should have been in terms of me enjoying it as a fan. I went, I went crazy for all of that. Maybe I just bought in too hard. Well, so no, I, the intro, I will say that intro was, I mean, the, the Attitude Era guy in me, the young kid that loved wrestling, when, when the lightning hit and the music came on, that, I, if, if you had to pick that moment where there was like someone watching my pulse, that's as hype as I was. Like, I loved that intro because I'm with you. American badass, go away, never come back. Don't need you. We don't need you. That was a bad moment. We can act <laughs> like that never happened. Exactly. I tell you what, but, that, that was my highlight of WrestleMania was when Triple H and Stephen McMahon came out on bikes. I was like, thank goodness for that. That means The Undertaker ain't coming out on no bike. You're not going to give that away. I was like, you know what makes you look dope? Putting on a cool bandana and driving two miles an hour on a three-wheeler down to the <laughs> it was. I didn't think much of that entrance. But hey, they, they, they put on a great match, so I can't. Uh, I, I can't. guarantee you there are probably four future Hall of Famers and three champs in that, that entourage of drivers, probably. Oh, without so, shadow of a doubt. Uh, Sam Faulkner. Undisputed Era are looking even better post-takeover. Fantasy booking time, but come Survivor Series, if they were to add one more member, who would that be? And who would be in your babyface team to take them on, assuming no call-ups? Oof, I, that's a question and a half. I mean, it has to make... I mean, you could put uh, Cassius Ono in there if you wanted to. He, he, Chris Hero would certainly fit into that kind of a mix. Anyone in your head, man? I was going to say those same two names because you're talking about Undisputed Era and we're talking about Survivor Series for, like, call-ups on, like... Are we talking about, like, the Raw SmackDown teams? Uh, oh, maybe, actually. I don't know. I don't know what they mean by that. I don't, he mentioned I, well, he mentioned like faces for Survivor Series, and he mentioned if we don't do call ups, who would you want? Oh, maybe because maybe I was going to say the old man and me. Undertaker debuted at, debuted at Survivor Series. I think he retires at Survivor Series. Either you put him in an event by himself, or you put him on one of those teams so that he, you know, he's one of these old guys who's going to insist on going out on his back. But I think if you want to perfectly book in this in a way to make people happy, you do something that involves the Undertaker pretty pretty strongly at survivor series and i think you do him as a baby face of course because he's on the way out but uh that's just me he debuted at survivor series 1990 right yep maybe that's when he goes out maybe he's literally trying to get it to 2020 to me. you should bookend it that way and i think that that would you know if as long as you give him you know his just peace and you know he can you know bury someone or however you want but I think that it would just be a perfect way to that story, which means it probably won't happen, but that's just yeah. what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I, in terms of the Undisputed Era as well, I don't think they're going to add anybody else. I think the only reason they put Roderick Strong in there is because of the, the injury that Bobby, that Bobby Fish got. I don't think they want Adam Cole to have the tag team titles. I think they want him to focus as a single. Is so Adam I think... Cole the guy that they go, baby? Sorry? Is Adam Cole the guy that they go, baby? That's right, yeah, that's Adam Cole, yeah. That's Love that guy. I'm still getting caught up on the NXT. <laughs> I, I love him. I, he's, he's got such a bright future ahead of him. I think, I think he's wonderful. Uh, ben... Probably hurt him, but I hate to say that. <laughs> ben Hersick, while looking at the mid-card and main event scenes in WWE, what main eventers should move down to the mid-card and what mid-carders should move up to the main event scene? Well, Rusev, obviously, should be in the main event scene. In terms of, I don't, is there a main eventer that should move down? I can't think of anybody that I think is at the top of the card that I don't think is deserving of it. I mean, what, AJ Styles is there? Nakamura is there? Uh, I, I don't hate Roman Reigns, so I don't mind him being there. It seems like he's going to feud with Joe. Happy with that. I don't think Brock Lesnar could ever be a mid-carder. Uh, like, uh, 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 what's his name from The Shield that got hurt so long ago? Dean Ambrose. Uh, Ambrose. And I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be the 8 millionth person, like, 
I think Finn's good enough to be in the main event, but I feel like, you know, it's that whole thing where I just told you why I didn't think Adam Cole was going to get big, and then I told you, please move Finn Balor to the main event. <laughs> but, but you've got Finn and you've got Seth, who I was not a fan of, and six months later I own a Monday Night Rollins shirt. But I feel like if you were just going off crowd reactions, we, it's not that any of them are bad or that Brock is bad. I don't understand the reason to bring a part-timer back who makes your so-called biggest belt obsolete because we never see it. And then you've got Roman, who I agree gets a reaction, good or bad. And so you could argue that the biggest pop they get is AJ and probably Nakamura, because I think he's going to knock this heel turn out of the park. But I, I'm with you. Talent-wise, I couldn't look anyone in the face and go, you're moving to the mid-card. But if you were just going off – I mean, think about it. If we just had a WrestleMania match that was Finn and Seth for the Universal title or you know, Seth and uh, – Honestly, I think the next guy to go from the mid card to the upper is actually going to be the Miz. I think that's the next guy that's going to get elevated. But. I, I think he, I think he's got one more main event run in him. I just think he's so good. I think he's so entertaining. I, I, I get, man, maybe I don't. I understand sort of the argument for Roman, but at the same time, they did move into the mid card for a while when he was the US title champion, the IC champion, and all of that. And it didn't really it didn't really make a difference to anything. So no, I, mean, I don't think I'd move anyone out the mid card. But yeah, I mean, pushing people like Balor, uh, Miz. Um, Plus, you guys think at some point in the next 18 months or so, we're going to have a title run for Cena because he's got to break Ric Flair's streak. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know what? I don't mind that. I really don't. I think if, I think he does. I don't hate Cena. But then again, I didn't watch him for 16 years like the rest of you. But like, <laughs> I, I, fair, I've never minded him. Total Divas, so I have a reason to hate him more than all of you. <laughs> but uh, I've never minded him. If he wants to break the record, fine. It's not even the real record anyway. So it, it's just wrestling records. What does it mean to make a difference? Um, Ryan Howe, would you have been happy for the Elias Cena segment to have ended there and not with? the undertaker coming out i mean i wouldn't have minded it because i thought all oh, that was good but the icing on the cake to me was the undertaker squash i mean i i, I think it, I, I don't think you could not have had the undertaker there after everything they had done i think that would have been a real slap in the face to fans so i told you that my i'm a i became a finn balor mark like the second i came back but yeah. i'm just about as big as one of elias and i just think that in a world where people are just so lacking in charisma like bruce pritchard will say i know a bunch of great athletes who couldn't not sell a dime I have never heard anyone in my life be like, say the, and shut your mouths, quite <laughs> like Elias. And he's so over right now where I'm like, I know that this is breaks whatever you're thinking, but like put a belt on this guy. I mean, the fact he got an entire group now, I know it's after WrestleMania to go, we are scumbags. Like, like that's, he had a charisma that's just, I don't know if it's one of those things where I bet he probably kind of fell into it by being so good. But if anything, I would say I wish Elias had more than he did. But I think the Undertaker thing had to happen. And if anything, you're telling John Cena we're going to beat the living smack out of you. Okay, but you get to beat up Elias first. Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree with you. Elias, um, I, I think everybody loves him at this point, and I'm certainly part of that. I do get worried that he just gets beaten up all the time. However, he's so good, I think he could probably get away with it. But no, I, I'm glad the Undertaker came up. I just love that. I just love the whole segment. I think I've I think I've made that <laughs> clear. Uh, Nick Palmer is Brock res, is Brock resigning for WWE? Good for fans or not? It depends what he does. It depends what the plan is. I mean, it depends how long he signed for. I think they're saying if he resigns, it's the same old deal. And my thing is like, your guy with the biggest belt in your company shows up on pay per views, random house shows, and never does a raw. Like, how do you write for? I don't. Honestly, like I told you, I've been back in this for six months. So imagine my investment in the Universal title. I've seen it like four times. <laughs> does that make you want to see it more, though? Or does it just make you not well, care about but, it? But, so, again, I've never heard Brock speak. I love Paul Heyman more than anybody else, so like everybody else does. But, like, Brock's going to come in, uh, have a look on his face that looks like, you know, I just want to come kill people and go eat Jimmy John's. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. And, again, there's, there's there's a reason that they make money and I'm not there, right? But... There's got to be a reason they pay him that money to come back and wrestle a third of what everybody else does. But I thought the one thing Roman did right at the beginning of his thing with this whole WrestleMania was talking about, even though we all knew it was a pile of crap about the guys in the back aren't going to like this, was I felt like he was saying what a lot of people are thinking when, like, I'll honestly watch AJ forever and be like, oh, yeah, he doesn't have the biggest belt in the company. Oh, there's that other guy that I see every month. So, no, I don't think for the fans it does do anything good because I don't know unless you're a fan that's watched probably many years since, like – who still cares about Brock Lesnar, the character? Yeah, I, I really do think it depends how he's booked from this point out. I mean, if he goes to the Greatest Royal Rumble and loses, and then there's a program with Bobby Lashley or something, I don't know, maybe that does change things up. Maybe, but the thing is, if he's also training for a UFC fight, a UFC fight I don't know how active he's going to be. So I think there's too many variables at this point to really know. But I do agree with the definition he's lost, and I think a lot of that's got to do with him having to get clean. 
Well, yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm not, I, I hate alleging someone's doing something, but like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just clearly not as cut as he was six months ago. And to me, that seems like a guy who needs to pass drug test stuff. You, I hate to make those allegations, but I, he I, just looks different. I think it's uh, you can assume that. I think that makes sense to assume. That's all I'll say. Um, but uh, I, I, I mean, I, I need to see what happens over the next four months with Brock Lesnar before I can. But what I do you think? About... Sorry. What do you think about Brock? I, well, I like Brock. I'm a big Brock fan. I, 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 I do think that his matches have uh, suffered a bit since post-Goldberg. Or his Samoa Joe match was good. Um, but yeah, I, I do think he's kind of hit a bit of a brick wall. But I also do agree with you in the sense that the Universal title... Well, at one point, I thought it worked. I thought it made the Universal title feel special. We've now, we're, we're past that point now. And we do need to go back to the point where the champion is, is on the show more often than not. Uh, just because... I mean, it's simply because it's the same in everything, right? Brock has just been, not overexposed, but it's just become too obvious. And, uh, you know, it's falling into a pattern. That happens with everything. You can't get away from that. And now is why we need the change, uh, which is why, again, I'm happy to wait and see what happens at this Great Royal Rumble match. So I really do think Roman Reigns is going to win. Then we start seeing the Universal title more and we can build that back up. And I'm all right with that. But until it happens, I can't really make a call. But I'm happy he's staying around for now, I think, is my, is my gut feeling. But if he had gone at the same point, I wouldn't have minded either, to be honest, which, again, goes to show that he probably doesn't need to go away at some point yep uh but, but we will see but i mean he's got quite the gravy train i wouldn't blame him if he stuck around forever i mean who, who who wouldn't want that deal i mean my word my word yeah uh charlie crowley should rusev leave wwe uh I, I don't know i don't know i mean i think he'd be very successful outside of wwe but as i always say if you want to get in the game you've got to be on the bench and if he leaves wwe he's definitely not getting the push that i want him to have so i think i'd rather he hung around I look at, you know, what Cody Rhodes did, you know, like if, if Rusev was on all in that kind of a thing, but as much as I know, I get it. And we try to say, you know, there's all these people coming up, there's ring of honor, there's no Japan and all that. But like at the end of the day, the majority of their fans, majority of wrestling fans get their entertainment on USA five hours a week. So as much as I would like to say Rusev could go somewhere else and be big, if, you know, I mean, the rock got jobbed out for a couple of years. I mean, everyone gets jobbed out at some point. If this did lead to a title run for him, I'm sure he would look back on that and go, okay, those couple of years things didn't go my way might have been a path to it. Now, that's easy to say because I'm not the guy getting jobbed out when my merchandise sells like crazy. But I tend to say when you're where you are with him selling the merchandise he is, I can't imagine the better answer is to leave. No, that, that, that's the thing is, well, you've got to think about it financially too. But also, like, you never know what opportunity is going to come up. Never forget when Daniel Bryan first won or first cashed in his money in the bank, he wasn't meant to. That was because of an injury to Mark Henry. So, you know, yep. hanging around – it's probably in his best interest. So I would say he should probably stay for now and just hope. But maybe in a couple of years, that could change things. But I want to see Rusev on my, on my WWE TV. That's why I want to see him. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping he hangs around. Mike, Pla Mike Paff. I've got one chance to conv convince my friends to watch wrestling. Is Gargano versus Champa the best option? What would you suggest? The problem Don't do it. Yeah, the problem with that is you've got to get them invested in about three years of story which is going to be quite hard. I would actually, I'd save that. I honestly believe this. No one ever agrees with me. But if someone said to me, Simon, I want to get into wrestling, I always show them Hulk Hogan versus The Rock from WrestleMania 18. Because one, there's a high chance they both, they know both people. Most people know Hulk Hogan. Everybody seems to know The Rock now. But also you get that frantic crowd and, you know, nine times out of 10, a frantic crowd turns a great match into an amazing match. And I think because that has all those variables, I think that can get somebody hooked into wrestling. That's not the best wrestling match. But as we talked about earlier, half the time it's not really about what you do in the ring. It's everything else. And that matches the sort of the peak of it all. Yeah, I just, whenever you get to show someone a match to make them love wrestling, you're just setting yourself up to be told that what you love isn't great. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so hard. It's like when you're trying to get like, like my son just turned three. Like, he looked, he like fell asleep during Star Wars. But like, if we put on the minions, he'll go nuts. Well, like if you think you, like you love wrestling and your friends never seen it, there's very little chance you're going to like somebody asked me the greatest promo the other day. And I said, the rock, the thing he cut on Billy Gunn when Billy Gunn won King of the Ring, <laughs> when Billy Gunn was praying to God, which I think should be that should be mandatory watching for all new people on how to cut a promo. But that's a bad I would almost say I hate to say it. Don't because there's nothing you're going to show somebody knows nothing that's going to get them into it. Now, if you've got a chance. Have them watch a couple of Raws with you, a couple of SmackDowns. But I've generally found the match to make them love it just sets you up for heartache. <laughs> well, that's true as well. And also, they may, they may stumble across something you don't want them to see. Sometimes you have to keep that door quite shut. They may see Mae Young giving birth to a hand, and then we're all screwed. Or, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, but like I said, it, and, and suffer and succotash and, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, and one more question. Lee Fallons, do you think Baron Corbin still has the potential to be the next big heel in WWE? I still like Baron Corbin. I think he's lost his way the last few months. He certainly needs some kind of program or a, 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 a certain feud that will light him up. I know he's not the youngest cat in the world either, but yes, I still believe... He can be that. Whether or not he's going to be the super mega heel they once thought it would be, I don't know. But I still have a... Th- I think about the thing with Baron Corbin is I think he has potential. But as we know, unrealized potential eventually runs out. So he does need to do something. But I don't hate him yet. I'm not bored of him. I think he's still got something in there, but he definitely needs to find it soon. Things don't go well for money the bait cash-ins that don't work. No, it's true. Exactly. And I hate to be that guy again, but like... He's got that kind of like fat, skinny guy body thing going. <laughs> he does, yes. And and he also, again, if any of it's true, all the stuff about him talking about concussions and he was a big football guy and all that, like, it, it, if you told me to list all people in a run to get a heel run that I thought could be good at it, I think he might be far enough down that run where I don't think he'll see that. It's when you get the push that he did and it doesn't work, that is one of those where it's kind of like, because like, you might get it again, but I don't know. I just, again, he's another one that I've watched since I got back. So he's done nothing to make me care other than when they bring him out every now and then to look really serious. But honestly, he's none of these heels that's starting to get a big enough pop where I think you'll probably see a face turn in his near future, actually. Maybe. It could be interesting. He does need something. He needs something, whether that a face turn or a slight character shift. Even though or... this company desperately needs more great heels. They do need great heels. <laughs> I think he's in there. I think there is one in there. I just... It needs to come out. And again, you can only keep saying that for so long before you have to put your hands up and go, okay, I guess we're not getting it. But I do like Baron yep. Corbin. I don't hate him. Um, he probably needs to cut his hair as well. And I'm allowed to say that. I lost mine. So that I think that would probably help. But look, I think this is probably his year. I don't mean that in, in the sense that he's going to do well. But I think if he is going to do well, it's probably 2018 when he needs to start well, coming out of the shadows. They could make one of their great heels one of the women. Like, if you want to make people care, make them care about a character before they get to It's a Woman. Get to the I hate her. Like, I think Charlotte's almost there. Yep, I agree. I was about but to like, say that, yeah. Like, you should take, like, like it's again, it's hard to sell a riot squad led by someone who's 125 pounds. But I think you could take someone like Ruby or something and do something with her. Like I said, after watching her at, 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 at uh, right before WrestleMania, I was like, she's really good. She's yep. just attached to a weird team that, I can't tell what's going on, and like you said, every time you give every time you give a match down, there'll be a guy in Texas going, "Thank you, I agree, I completely understand where you're coming from." <laughs> well, so. That's good to know, man. I think they've ruined both Absolution and the Riot Squad, and I imagine come next week with the shake. Well, now the Absolution, I'm sure, will get broken up now. Well, I, mean, I, I, think. I think they all will. I think after the Superstar Shake Up, they'll all get they will get pinged around. That's probably uh, that's probably the right the right move. Uh, and that's it. That's the questions. That's SmackDown. That's I mean, it's kind of the end of WrestleMania week. Uh, I mean, Joe, anything else you want to throw in there? Awesome new season. Like I said, uh, uh, it's been I've been back for six months, and everybody kept telling me it was going to be the worst. I I can say I honestly love what WWE is doing. We've made a few little things to quibble about, but I I don't have that like I can't believe they're doing this thing in me yet. And you know they're not with a roster that big with that many stars. I would hate to have to write that and keep everybody in the know. But no, I, I, I love it. Now, of course, it's the beginning of a new season. We get to see what they're going with now. Um, no, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I so, think, again. I, I, one of the reasons I found you, dude, was that you're one of the optimistic voices in wrestling. That's kind of, <laughs> I want to mention that at the beginning. Thank you for being one of the people that's happy he watches the sport. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I am. I really, really am. Like I was about to say, literally, I think everything from around about the early sort of March has been really good. I've really enjoyed WWE. I really enjoyed WrestleMania. Loved the Hall of Fame too long, yes. But NXT TakeOver, probably the highlight of it all. But Raw and SmackDown equally as entertaining. I'm genuinely, I'm not upset that WrestleMania is over, but, you know, I'm quite sad that... Uh, you know, I'm saying that. I just think it was great. I think it was good. And I just hope that we can keep this momentum up for, for as, long as, we, uh, as long as we keep going forward. Because, yeah, I totally think, I think they smashed it. I really do. Absolutely stuff you can point the finger at in question. But overall, some really entertaining TV for like the last five days. I think it's quite hard to pull off. So, well, Yeah, I agree. And one thing they did do that was, I forgot to mention about the women's division. The thing I like about putting the belt, like putting the raw belt on, I always forget her name. Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax. I like the fact that we start putting belts on people that don't look like they came out of an Abercrombie catalog. Yeah, totally, I man. I think that's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, variety. I know I might be in the minority there, but... <laughs> no, 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 I'm with you, man. Like, variety, you know, when I first got into wrestling in the late 80s, the best thing about it was the variety. That went away for a while. I think it's coming back now. 
uh, I but think it's really important. Quickly, I think the best mic work in the entire company might be being done by Alexa Bliss. I think there's an argument for that, but oh, she's fantastic, man! Absolutely, she's up there, no question. No, she's she's coming. None of your bounce. dreams will come true after the elimination chamber had me rolling on the floor. Oh, she's <laughs> oh, no, she's 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 wonderful. I think she maybe she goes to SmackDown as well. I don't know. I don't know. We will see. We will see. Uh, Joe, where can people find you on the internet if you are on there? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JC Tremonti, where I'll be ranting generally about wrestling things. I may have written on there at one point that there's no way Finn can't win this match at WrestleMania, so you can ignore <laughs> that. Just keep going. We um, all get it wrong. My WrestleMania predictions were awful. I don't think I got a match right. I, did I? Let me think quickly. I got, I got, the, I got the, the, the SmackDown tag team match right. You got I, the tag teams right. I got the tag teams right. One, like, I think Real, that was it. That one. The Bludgeon Brothers need a new gimmick, and I'll care. But um, but no, if they want to find me, I can be on Twitter ranting about wrestling and making points that I think are interesting. So, JC Tremonti on Twitter. JC Tremonti on Twitter. Go and follow him. Uh, you can follow me at Simon316. Make sure you do the Facebook group. Just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars. And again, if you want to come on and chat to me about pro wrestling, patreon.com for Simon316. Come and join the love. And if you don't, and you can throw whatever you can in there that makes all this possible. That would be awesome. And obviously the podcast also go up at youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report. Joe, thank you for a lovely chat for the last hour or so. That's awesome, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. No, me too. I really enjoyed it. And again, this is the last podcast of the week. Enjoy the fallout from WrestleMania, but we will be back next Wednesday.